0: You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon, and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. If we're not already live. All right, well, I am very um, in the habit of Sunday school. Uh, If anyone has a comment or question, you are welcome to raise your hand. You're welcome to speak uh, tonight, just because I'm just kind of still in that Sunday school mode, and um, you're welcome to add things and speak tonight. And also, uh, we might be out of here pretty quickly, which is no problem. Richard? He's out of town. He's in Bronson, Missouri, I think. Branson? 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 Branson. I don't know, yeah. They took a bus down there and didn't invite their favorite people. Yeah. I'm sick and tired of this. Don't get invited to anything. All right. All right. Well, tonight I want to continue on with uh, the thought of Easter, continue on with the thought of. Uh, resurrection Sunday, and um, sometimes I like to think outside of the box, especially with common, um, common stories or common Bible accounts, things that we've heard a lot. I like to think outside of the box, like to think of other perspectives, and uh, I do that with the Christmas story, and I do that with certainly with the resurrection story. And uh, tonight I got really close to titling it, um, What If He Didn't? And the the title is, he had to rise. But the question is, what if he didn't? What if he didn't rise? And uh, 1 Corinthians 15 talks about that. Um, And we'll read that now. 1 Corinthians 15, 12-22. And have this question in your head. What if he didn't rise? Uh, Let me get to my spot. There we go. Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead... How say some of you that there is no resurrection from the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom, ye, whom he raised not up, so if... Be, so if If so be that the dead rise not Uh, for if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised, and if Christ is not be not raised, your faith is vain, and ye are yet in your sins. Then they which also are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. Um, If in this life we only have hope in Christ, we we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead, and we just celebrated that. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came uh, for since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all are made alive. And that's what the Word of God has to say. Uh, I have another announcement. In 1980, in the, you can go to the next picture. Yeah, in 1980, the Talapot area of Jerusalem, an ancient tomb, as you see, was discovered and sealed under a building site. The tomb, known in scholarly circles, is the Talpiot tomb, sorry, Tal Talpiot tomb, It contained 10 boxes for holding the bones of deceased uh, and deposited there after death. The Talpiot tomb rose to international fame in 2007 with a Discovery Channel documentary entitled The Lost Tomb of Jesus. The film and its supporters claimed that the Talpiot tomb was the final resting place of Jesus, uh, of Jesus Jesus of Nazareth and his family not only had they proved that Jesus was not risen from the dead but they also claimed to have evidence that Jesus was married and had children <laughs> and I kind of I, yeah I, I too found that funny but I uh, I was like wow wow uh, a documentary and I never knew that this happened um, but it was discovered Jesus' tomb was discovered <laughs> And here it is, and it's not what we thought it was, and the bones were found, and uh, there is no resurrection of the dead. And we know that that's not true. If Jesus hasn't been raised from the dead bodily, then the whole of Christianity is at a loss. If the body of Jesus is decaying somewhere in the Middle East today, it is an absolute disaster for our faith. Because everything rises and falls with Easter, everything rises and falls with God's resurrection, Jesus' resurrection. So I have uh, five points, and they all come from the verses that we read. And uh, they'll, be, they'll be quick and simple. And again, uh, if anybody wants to have a question or, or add something, you can. Or else uh, I just feel like this is going to be very short. might be short. But that's also okay, because maybe the ice cream places are still open. Anyway, uh, number one... We have hope, we have no hope of rising from the dead. We have no hope of rising from the dead. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? Yes, go back to that verse. If Christ is, Christ is preached that he rose from the dead, how come some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? Uh, and then the next verse uh, if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. The destiny of the Christian, uh, so I'll just say number one again, we have no hope, we have no hope of rising from the dead if Jesus didn't. So every every point is, what if he didn't? What if he didn't rise from the dead? And then every all the rest of the five points is what happens if you answer that question. Um, the destiny of the Christian to resurrection, to a resurrected life, depends on the deliverance of Jesus from death and decay. Our resurrection depends on Jesus resurrecting. Easter is about Jesus' resurrection, but one reason we celebrate it is because we know it foreshadows what God is going to do with everyone who belongs to Jesus at the end of time. That, That is a picture. Easter is a picture of something that's also about to happen. Our souls are with Jesus as soon as we die, but our bodies are at rest, awaiting the day of resurrection when Christ returns. And some of you may know this, that, that our body and, and spirit will separate, um, and our spirit goes to heaven and the, the body stays here, uh, but then when Jesus comes back, then our body will be rose again, um, We will come back to our body. We'll be risen again. And uh, in 1 Thessalonians 4.14, we'll read about that. 1 Thessalonians 4.14, it says, If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also, which sleep in Jesus, will bring with him. Uh, When it says sleep, it means dead, a dead Christian. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain, so if you're alive when Jesus comes back, unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, uh, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead of Christ will rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore... Comfort one another with these words. I included that verse because I always find this just as it says. Does anybody have sunglasses? Just kidding. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, but we, this is a great comfort to us. It is, it is a comfort that uh, when because Jesus rose again, I will too. That's, that's point number one, summarize. Because Jesus rose again, that means I will too. And um, if he has the power over death, uh, and I'm linked up with him, then, then so do I. That I will have the power over death because Jesus, and when Jesus comes back, he will bring me, he will uh, either uh, raise me from the dead, or um, he will take me with him because I'll still be living. Uh, so first, because Jesus rose again, uh, so will I. Uh, number two, if Jesus didn't die and, and rise again, our preaching and our teaching is false, and it is pointless. Verse 14, for Thessalonians, uh, And if Christ be not risen, uh, then our preaching is vain. And we'll stop right there, because that's my next point, is the faith. Uh, if Christ is not risen, our preaching is in vain. And I feel like this is very simple. Uh, if Christ hasn't been raised, then every time anyone preaches, it's, it's all pointless and meaningless. It may inspire us in the short term, and I kind of wrote down here a, a TED Talk. It might inspire us. It might give us good motivation to do good things or to be honest people or to not steal or to uh, be a better person for this world. Uh, but if Christ didn't rise again, then there's really no point in the preaching and the teaching of the Word. That It's just kind of void and, and va- invalid. Um, and all we've become is is just good talkers, uh, a good TED talk, a good podcast. Uh, that's just the only power that's in our talk. If Christ never rose again, uh, it may inspire us in the short term, but it's going to be, but it's not going to change the fact that Jesus is dead and buried, and that one day we will all be dead and buried too, and that death has won. Paul also says that we are liars. Uh, and that's verse 15. Yea, and we are found false witnesses. We're found liars because we have testified that God has raised up uh, Christ. If Christ hasn't been raised, then every pastor, every preacher, every sermon uh, might just be a lie um, on every Sunday. But you might say, I, I'm encouraged by sermons. Uh, they help me. And I, I would agree with you. But I would say to that, we do not preach the gospel because it's helpful, but we preach the gospel because it's true. We don't just preach it because it's helpful, but we preach it because it's true, because we know this fact, that Jesus did, in fact, rise from the dead, and ultimately, if something's not true, it's not helpful. If something's not true, it's not helpful, but we preach the gospel because we know it's true, and that's why we do it, so... Uh, first, I have no hope to rise again if Jesus didn't. And our preaching and our teaching is false and, and pointless. And thirdly, our faith is pointless. It's worthless. Uh, verse 17, that's where we were before. Number three, Paul continues, If Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. Your faith is vain, and you're yet in your sins. Paul is saying, unless your faith is grounded in something worthy of trust, uh, it's useless. So again, this, this continues on with the last point. Um, our preaching is, is become lying, and, and if Christ isn't raised, and then secondly, now it's a matter of trust, uh, a matter of faith, and, and if Christ didn't rise again, then what are we going to put our trust in? What are we going to put our faith in? Uh, we have nothing to stand on, really. Uh, and we are no better than any other belief or religion. And, and just yesterday, I had a, a man at work uh, who I'm uh, trying to invite to church. and But uh, he said, man, that's the difference between Christianity and every other religion is that Jesus rose again, and Muhammad can't say that, and Buddha can't say that, and the Hindus can't say that, and I, I just completely agreed with him. But I'm saying, if Jesus didn't rise again... Uh, then we are no better than any other religion. We just fit into their category of a dead God and a dead Savior and just a dead religion, really. Um, Our faith is in vain. There's nothing to trust in. There's nothing to put our faith in. Um, Christian faith is not generic. It's It's not just important that you believe something, but that the someone that you believe in is actually able to save you. I'll say that one more time. It's not just important that you believe something, but that the someone that you believe in is actually able to save you. The faith that we put in the someone, the Jesus, is that we he has the faith. We have, um, excuse me, we have the faith that he is able to save us. True faith has power because of who we believe in, not because we believe it. Our faith has power. Because of who we believe in. It's, it's Jesus that we believe in and that he really did rise from the dead and uh, conquered the grave. It's not just because we believe it. And uh, I completely agree with that. Uh, number four, number four uh, our faith is worthless is number three. At number four, we are still in our sins. We're still in our sins. That's verse 17. You got it, Nathan. Without the resurrection of Jesus, we also don't have forgiveness. Our sins have not been washed away. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain, your trust is in vain, and now you're still in your sins. You are yet still in your sins. Um, Without the resurrection, the power of sin has not been broken, and the consequence of death has not been challenged. Sin and death are connected. Uh, The sign that sin has been taken care of uh, is death uh, the the sign that sin has been taken care of? Is that death dies and death is reversed and is overcome by new life? You know we have we have new life now because of Jesus, uh, of Him rising again. And what happened? What happened on Easter morning? It vindicates what happened on the day that Jesus died. It, it gives it validity. It gives it power. Uh, or, in other words, Easter validates the cross. You know, uh, why this is an interesting question that I wrote down. Why don't we celebrate the day that Jesus died? Um, I had many people ask us, Hey, do you guys have a, a Good Friday service? And I, and I told them no. And by the way, I am not against a Good Friday service. <laughs> I'm not against it. Uh, my mom talked to me for a long time about the service they had in Sioux Falls, how she very much enjoyed it. But where this fits in and why I brought it up is um, it's not all about that he died. It is all about that he rose. Um, and yes, the sins were taken place, on him and, and yes, the pain and the torture and the things that that happened uh, and and yes, and it's good to reflect that and it's good to remember that. But the celebration is because he rose again, and that's why Easter is on Sunday. It's not on Friday. It's not on Thursday or or the day that Jesus died. Um, we celebrate the the resurrected Savior, and we re, we take into remembrance uh, the day he died. So I'll say again. What happens on Easter vindicates what happened when Jesus died. And Easter validates the cross. Easter makes the cross worth it and validates it as not just another dead prophet, but as a risen Savior. Number five, and finally, uh, believers who have died are lost forever. Believers who have died are lost forever. Uh, What if Jesus never raised from the dead? Believers who have died are lost forever. That's verse 18. Without the resurrection of Jesus Christ, every Christian funeral has been invalidated. There's no hope of heaven. Everyone you've grieved for is gone and gone for good. And you will never see them again. Again, if Jesus didn't rise again. Uh, then they which also are fallen asleep, so dead Christians, in Christ are perished, uh, they're dead, they're, they're gone. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we, of, we are of all men most miserable. And I see that verse as, as a summary of everything that he just said. He said, we're miserable if, and then you can go through every single point that I just said, if, if Christ didn't rise again, we don't have faith, uh, we don't have any hope, we're miserable there's, there's, just, there's just nothing. And, but to the point of where I'm at, um, we have no hope to see our loved ones ever again. And just the end is the end, and goodbye. We put them six feet down, and then that's it. And there's just no hope for it. Um, Paul wrote that if Christ wasn't raised, and if we're not going to be raised, we, we're more miserable than anyone else. Uh, because we believe in Jesus, who is powerless over death. And I also thought, man, there's you know um, that goes if he didn't rise again, it goes against his other attributes, his other all he's all powerful, he's all knowing, he's uh, omniscient, all present, and uh, if he didn't rise again, he can't be all powerful. I that's a contradiction to me. If if he didn't rise again, he can't be all powerful, Um, but he most certainly is all powerful. So finally. Uh, very lastly, uh, we're going to r- reverse the logic. So I, I enjoy sometimes, and as I, in the introduction, I like to step back and look to a view that I haven't seen before. So tonight it's, what if he didn't die? And then we're looking through that view. But now we're going to jump back into the box and say, yes, he did die. Yes, he did rise again. That, excuse me, I said die. Yes, he did rise again. And I know that. We're going to jump back into that box and see 1 Corinthians 15 from this point of view. Yes, he did. And I just have a, just a number of bullet points. Uh, there was Paul's rapid-fire list that we read of terrible implications that would be true if Jesus wasn't really raised from the dead. But if we turn the passage around, we can see what is true since the, the resurrection really did happen. And that's what we celebrated on Sunday. So let's reverse the logic. And I just have these bullet points. I I didn't put them on the screen. Since there is a resurrection from the dead, then Jesus truly has been raised. We know that. And if Jesus has been raised, then our proclamation or our preaching is powerful, and so is your faith. Your faith is, is validated. Your faith is has a foundation because we know Jesus rose from the dead. We are found to be true witnesses of God because we have testified truthfully about God that he raised up Christ from the dead. So again, we are, we are found as true witnesses. We're not liars anymore. We are found as, as real true witnesses when we pass out tracks and Easter cards and, and invite people to church and come worship with me, we are found as true and real people because we know this fact that Jesus did rise from the dead. And if the dead are raised, then Christ has truly been raised. And if Christ has been raised, your faith is full of worth and power. Uh, again, it, it validates our faith. This is I just have this as one bullet point your sins are forgiven forever. Because he rose again, your sins are forgiven forever. And we can validate it because we know that he did. He did rise again. Those who have been fallen asleep in Christ are safe in his arms. Those people that we are excited to see again, uh, family members and, and brothers and sisters, parents and things like that, today they are safe and the arms of Christ and and forever watched over in heaven, and we do have a hope that we can see them again because Jesus rose again from the dead. And if we put our hope in Christ for this life and the next, we have reasons to celebrate forever. Uh, We have a reason to celebrate, we have a reason to enjoy, because we know um, we put our hope and our faith in Jesus Christ and this all-powerful Savior that did rise again then we have hope in the life that we're living today, and we have hope in eternity. I want to end uh, with song lyrics. And um, I took these song lyrics, uh, and no, I, I had my title is the song of these song lyrics. And I'll read this, and then um, I forgot to tell Nathan, but I have this song on the computer there. Uh, it's on the desktop. Like the front page. If you minimize what you're looking at, it's right in there. So, uh, the song title is He Had to Rise. And it it really says basically everything I preached on pretty perfectly. And also, I didn't grab this song and then, like, hey, I'll preach from this. Like, no, it it didn't happen that way. But, uh, because you'll see how well it fits. Uh, He didn't have to open the eyes of the blind to prove that he was Lord. And they knew that they'd still doubt him if he fed 5,000 with the lunch of one little boy. To cleanse every leper wouldn't settle forever the fact that God had to come down. There was only one proof that he was telling the truth when his body was laid in the ground. He says he could have done every miracle. He could have done every, and people would have still doubted. And they still did. They doubted. And they, the song mentions the, the feeding of the 5,000. He mentioned opening the eyes of the blind and, and so on like that. We'll do it after the service. And uh, he said, people still doubted him. But something that they, had, they couldn't doubt anymore, uh, he had to rise to show he was holy. He had to rise to finish the story. To pardon iniquity, he had to die. But to bring me victory... He had to rise. Uh, Excuse me. He had to rise again. He had to. And uh, I put my faith in that when I got saved, uh, that he most certainly did rise again. If If he were not living, I'd be forever bound by the chains of evil and my strife, my sin. I'd be bound by my sin. And if he had not risen, there's no hope for heaven and no chance for eternal life. But since he has conquered death's sting forever, I now have a reason to shout. And because from, uh, from a dark, lonely tomb, the greatest sunlight broke through when my Savior uh, came walking out. Uh, excuse me. Uh, this is why I didn't sing the song. But uh, I praise the Lord for this. Um, man, He conquered death, and that gives me reason to sing, reason to to celebrate. And the greatest sunlight broke through when my Savior came walking out of the grave. He had to rise to show that he was holy. He had to rise to finish the story. To pardon iniquity, he had to die. The work was done on the cross to pardon iniquity. But to finish the story and to bring me victory, he had to rise. He had to rise again. And we are, we are validated, and, and I already I don't need to summarize the sermon, but we have all of what we have today because he had to rise again. Um, and I just wanted to bounce off of Easter and continue that Easter uh, wave of thought. Uh, we can end the live stream there. Any questions?